You're listening to That Park Live Podcast. From attraction deep dives to resort rundowns to cast member chats, they're here to help you live that park life. Here they are now. Beth and Greg. It is our final podcast of the calendar year 2023, and we're happy to be with you as we round out the year. It's either that or a... (laughs) For you, it's a womp womp. For me, it's a... (laughs) Let's get this year over with. Uh, Whatever. Time is such a a weird construct. But anyways, we won't go that far into it. Yeah. What's up, everybody? We're going to talk about some Mm -hmm. things coming up next year. I feel like it's a little festive. I see some, I see a Christmas tree behind Beth. I've got my 2015 That's a Wrap Osborne Family Dancing Spectacle, The Lights, America Number One Fun Time, whatever the name of that show was in old Hollywood studios. America Number One Fun Time. That's the name of the show. You got it. it. Great job. I'm glad you remembered it. (laughs) Um, that Christmas tree is always there year round. So whatever, you know, it's just this is it's the time of year, year that, it, that it actually fits. Um, but good stuff, everyone. Yeah, I can't believe like this is it. We're we're going to recap um, some stuff that happened this year that it's like, wow, I can't believe that was that long ago. But also that was this year. And we're going to talk about next year, things that we're excited for for next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, first off, you've got some things on your list. You've done some uh, some Disney things. Yeah. The other night, we had the distinct honor and privilege of going to the Disney Vacation Club Moonlight Magic event at Animal Kingdom. I feel like I haven't been to a Moonlight Magic in a minute. And I realized yeah. as I was entering Animal Kingdom, it was only my second time there as a guest this year. I don't go to the park wow. very often. I don't go to that park very often. I know. And when was it that we were there with you? Two years ago? Uh, I think so. I was a while. When we did the Moonlight Magic? Yeah, that was, When yeah. I saw that, I was like, oh, we did that with you. That was fun. That was a while ago, yeah. The yeah, only other time that I ago. was there as a guest was Earth Day, because it was Animal Kingdom's mm-hmm. uh, anniversary. I, I've been to the park a couple times working, but it's not, obviously, it's not the same. Um, yeah. But uh, this particular event was from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. So as far as Moonlight Magics go, that's an okay start time. That's not super late. Because yeah. no, these are these don't uh, take over operating hours. They always start after the park closes. So Animal Kingdom closed at 7, which was great because when we got on or when we entered, which was like a few minutes after 8 p.m., we went right to Flight of Passage. It was a 15-minute posted wait time, and it was not quite a walk-on, but yeah. um, it was a 15-minute wait. There. And by the way, those of you that got it correct on the quiz on our Instagram, congratulations. That was indeed my first time seeing that area of the queue. I've never waited in the queue before on all these years. But I I was also not shocked. (laughs) I mean, just, you know, from either going on um, via FastPass back in the day and then um, some Genie Plus stuff. And then even at these other events like this, or I've done an after hours event here, but they didn't have the whole queue up. And it was always just like the express version of the queue. This is my first time going through the whole queue. And who knew? It's a great queue. I can't wait to yeah. talk about it when we do our rating of ride queues um, when, oh, yeah. once we get to Animal Kingdom because, you know, there's some great there's some great stuff in there. It's um, a really pretty one. Yeah. As part of the event, we also got uh, three snack coupons and two vouchers to play the carnival games at Dino Land, which we didn't do. Oh. Um, in the past, I've done that yeah. because I was like, I don't care if I'm playing against kids. I'm going to yeah. win. And I won. And I won those dinosaurs. I don't care if those kids <laughs> cried. Um, so the snack coupons were great. <laughs> You're able to redeem them on anything that would be included in the Disney dining plan at the select location. So I just got okay. a bottle of water. And um, oh, Greg, the Come friends on. I was with, they got like the uh, the moose thing at Satuli Canteen, some seasoned fries over on Harambe Market, and I think one or two other things. Yes. Yeah, seasoned good. fries? Heck yeah. It's good stuff. It smelled very good. Double it up. Um, <laughs> it smelled very good as I drank my water. Yes. I was like, I'm stuffed. You know, I, was, I wanted to stay on the food journey. Also, it was late at night, and I, if I ate that and then went yeah. to bed, I would have the weirdest dreams, I am sure. Yeah. I got a bunch of nighttime shots, so prepare for some spam on the Instagram because I, um, yeah. I'm not normally at, at yeah, no, photos, <laughs> lots of nighttime photos uh, at Animal Kingdom. I don't normally go to Animal Kingdom at night, let alone with my camera, so I, I tried to make the most of that. And I I don't think I ever forgot, but I do feel like I was reminded of how beautiful Animal Kingdom is at night. And even though it closes at seven, the sun you know it's dark here, but before yeah. six o'clock, so you do, do get some dark time at, at Animal Especially Kingdom. Especially Pandora, Pandora is so beautiful. nice. Did you get any like uh, Everest shots? 
Yeah, I posted one. Okay. I have a couple. I've, of course, right now it's the uh, the Awakenings, the Tree of Life Awakenings, like holiday edition stuff. Mm-hmm. So I got a bunch of those of the Tree of Life and a couple of nighttime Did you see the little, Pandora um, shots. What are the little animal things that they're pushing around? Yeah, the little puppets. Did you see the... Yes. Yeah, did you see those? I've I... seen a ton of people yeah. posting about them this year. They're a little. I got one. I got a video of a little penguin kind of like bopping around yes. uh, in Discover so Island. It was adorable. talk about top stories uh we're going to do like a recap of 2023 before we hop into 2024 do you want to start that yeah i i thought it would be fun to think about some things that we haven't talked about since i don't know the beginning of the year because this whole yeah this whole like year just feels like a blur but so much has happened this year join us for 2023 recap (laughs) (laughs) there you go These are the top news stories uh, we put together for, well, Greg put together, really, um, just to remind us, like, what has happened this year? Um, so we don't have something for every month, but most of the months. Now I think about it, we haven't really, I feel like we haven't done news in such a long time, or we, it's like been few and far between. And I'm like, oh, yeah, these were news things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, why don't you kick us off with January? In January, Disney eliminated the overnight parking fees at Walt Disney World Resorts. You may remember these were implemented during mm-hmm. a certain CEO's regime. Um, <laughs> also that month, Splash Mountain had its last day of operation mm-hmm. here in Disney World. Disneyland was a little later. But January was, January was when, yeah, January's when Splash Mountain closed its doors. You forgot about people uh, selling Splash Mountain water. <laughs> oh my gosh. The thing about the Splash Mountain closure was it happened to close while I was in Disneyland. So I remember oh. the day that, like the day before it closed, there was like, I don't know, two or three hour long wait and I'm in Disneyland and there's, it was a five yeah. minute walk on. It's so wild, right? Cause You're it, like, it was suck it, Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> still, still playing over here. Good stuff. Um, well, there wasn't really much going on in February, so let's skip to March. In March, Hollywood Studios, Toy Story Land, Woody's Roundup Rodeo Barbecue open. I can't believe that was March. Mm. Like, I'm like, I feel like that literally just happened a couple months ago. It was March. Um, and we've really got, had really good reviews. Like everyone, I think so far has given it really good reviews. Um, and also the Walt Disney World 50th anniversary, anniversary officially ended. So, um. Yeah, if you remember, they kind of like extended that through after COVID and um, it finally ended in March. And then they pretty much started the 100th not too long after that. Yeah, it was 18 months. Yeah. Um, April had a couple of things. I think maybe the most important thing in Mm -hmm. April was in Magic Kingdom when we finally got the return of Happily Ever After. And of course, I have some audio here. Now, this audio is actually from February because there was a cast member preview of -hmm. the return of Happily Ever After. And if you forgot what that sounded like, here's what it sounded like. Uh, there's two bits of sound here, um, but I'll play them back to back. Enough emotions. We'll skip. We'll <laughs> skip past Magic Kingdom stuff. Um, actually, we'll do one more Magic Kingdom thing. Uh, Tron Light Cycle Run opened up in yeah. Magic Kingdom. That was a big deal. Uh, and Epcot, we got the return of Epcot Forever, which was an interim show. So there was Epcot Forever after Illuminations ended, and then that was there until Harmonious started. Then Harmonious ended, and then we got Epcot Forever back. Now Epcot Forever is gone once again. Um, mm-hmm. Also in April, Animal Kingdom celebrated its twenty fifth anniversary that's why i was there year but 25 years of being in existence big big month april good stuff all right moving on to june so after this um june was kind of the next big news month here genie plus became uh park specific in this in this month uh, basically allowing guests to purchase the service for one park or for park hopping so this is when they kind of changed that system up it was you know originally it was like you pay one price 
um, for whatever park you're going to. And then this is when they split it up and started like price gouging. I mean, um, started changing up, uh, how much each park cost, um, you know, for whichever day you're going to do. So they still are using that system. We're going to talk about some things that might be changing in 2024, but in June, that's when they started this. So we've been doing it for about six months now. I think that's a, it's become a great opportunity to let Genie Plus decide where you go for the day. Like if you, um, yeah. as, as we'll talk about in 2024, when perhaps Park Pass reservations won't be necessary, um, mm-hmm. you wake up in the morning and whichever is the lowest price, that's the park yeah. you go to. Like, oh, that's where I'm going. Mm. Yeah, who knows? Which is pretty much always Animal Kingdom. I feel Sometimes like, Animal it. Kingdom and Epcot are the same. Yeah, that's true. Never know. But low. In July at Fort Wilderness, which, by the way, I'm going to later today, which is why we're recording at an earlier time. Very excited mm-hmm. about that. Okay. At Fort Wilderness, the Trails and Restaurant reopened as a quick service location, which was obviously a big deal for people mm-hmm. like me who are big Fort Wilderness fans. That table service restaurant has been there for quite some time. It was a buffet. It was probably the most economical buffet um, at Disney, but it is now a quick service location. And that was already back in July. I can't believe it was that many months ago. All right, let's move on to October. So in October, the Journey of Water opened in Epcot, and Greg got to do it like a million times before <laughs> it actually opened, um, <laughs> which also includes a Moana meet and greet. So that was also new. Um, I've you know have heard amazing things about this uh, attraction as well, and I can't believe that's already been out since October. Couple but months at this point. Yeah, um, but it's gorgeous. I mean, the pictures that I've seen, and everybody said how incredible it is in the daytime and the nighttime. Mm. Everyone talks about do it both times. So. Um, yeah, that was just back in October. Um, in November, we got the quiet debut of the Hatbox mm-hmm. Ghost. It was at the very end of the month. It was November thirtieth, yeah. and I, I just happened—I just happened to be there that day. It, truly, we were there for the Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Um, so we already are a couple of weeks into the, our new world yeah. that includes Hatbox Ghost. They really just slipped that in there. Um, and then in December already this month, um, World Celebration and the Walt the Dreamer statue opened in Epcot. So that's now open. All those walls have been torn down. Um, you know, we tore down the wall, yeah. Um, and yeah, so Epcot kind of looks brand new itself. So we're excited about that going into 2024. And that has been your 2023 recap. <laughs> Wait, one more time. Good stuff. So now let's move on to 2024 and we thought we would go through all of the things that are coming your way that will likely impact your trips in 2024 and things we're excited about um, and all kind of one digest for you as you maybe start to plan your trips for 2024. We got some great things in here that we're excited to talk about. Um, I'll get us started um, with the theme park reservations and park hopping stuff because this is right around the corner at this point. Um, starting January 9th, date-based tickets do not require theme park reservations. I feel like that's a good time to pause and ask, well, what's a date-based ticket? Right. <laughs> Think of those tickets as your length of trip ticket. So it could be a one-day ticket, a two-day, three-day, etc. When you purchase these tickets, you also have to declare the start date of these tickets. That's what makes them date-based. In other words, mm-hmm. if you're planning a specific trip with these tickets, this is for you. If the, you have an annual pass or I don't know if you happen to be a cast member and you have your, your cast member pass, this is not for you. There are still uh, park passes or theme park reservations required for your visits. Speaking of annual passes and cast member passes, Disney did announce that they would start to do what they're calling good to go days in 24, 2024, oh. mm-hmm. so that um, you won't need theme park reservations on those days. They haven't said when okay. those would start nor how those will be announced. I would imagine at the very least, there's going to be that the calendar that we were normally looking at to see if yeah. what's going on. Perhaps they might be. It'll be a different like there. color coding, maybe. Perhaps that's that's what we're days. expecting. So on those days, that would mean all ticket types will not require a theme park reservation. So we still have a little bit of progress left to go on the theme park reservation system, but yeah, the the lot. real big kickoff starts uh, uh, January 9th, where date based tickets no longer require reservations. And if the tickets you purchase, whether they are date based tickets or you know you're an annual pass holder. Uh, park hopping also changes in January 
starting on that same date, the 9th. It's a big day, January 9th. I know. I'm like, I don't know why they picked January 9th, but. Which is right after the holiday season. It's probably because, like, I think our, our, I'm sure there's a fiscal something involved in that. Um, And that is a Tuesday, which is maybe a, maybe that's notoriously the slowest day. Who knows? Um, Starting the 9th, park hopping resumes to being all day long. So right now, as you know, it's 2 p.m. Disneyland had it pretty easy this whole time because they were 11 a.m. Theirs is not changing, but ours is. And it goes to all day park hopping, which is great. That's good. That's really good news right there, mm-hmm. man. It makes four parks one day so much easier because now you don't have to wait till two to yeah. do the other three parks. Yeah. Well, and I mean, let's talk about the Genie Plus. So um, next up is the Genie Plus update. So I feel like these are kind of like the, you know, the first, these top things here are like the most important if you're planning a trip. Yep. Um, earlier this year, you know, Disney shared their planning on like adjusting the Genie Plus services to allow guests to select attractions before arriving, which we were like, yay. Um, this because this would be similar to the like previous FastPass Plus system that we had, um, and here's how that worked. And that's you know where you would get to choose three attractions uh, at least sixty days before your resort stay or thirty days before your non-resort stay. So um, they haven't really given us any like specific pieces of info here, like for how many attractions, like what the cost would look like, how many days prior, any of that. Um, but they said that it is being looked at and that they may implement this in 2024. So here's to hoping um, that they bring that back. But I feel like they're slowly making adjustments. Mm-hmm. You know, they're trying to get it back. I think it feels like they're trying to make make baby steps back towards some of the things that they've actually like listened to us about, like listen to what we um, what we like. I think the difference there is just the price indication of a lot of these different things. But mm-hmm. um, it is kind of like you need to go to school before you plan a trip to Disney. And that's why I'm always pushing people to, um, to, uh, travel planners because Mm -hmm. I'm like, even if you book through Disney, you're technically paying a travel planner. Like Disney basically has their own travel planner. So it's like, go through a travel planner because they know what they're doing. They don't cost you any money. Um, and they are the ones that like keep up with all of this education. So, um, yeah. But that's what we're hoping for with Genie Plus. All right. Next up, um, I'm going to move into the Disney dining plans because that's something else that's really important um, that they're bringing back. So this is um, it was a very popular option. It is a popular option. So many people prefer to prepay for their meals so that, you know, once you get to Disney, those expenses are covered. Like that's pretty much done. Um, I like Greg's little comment here. He says it's like sailing on a cruise where everything's prepaid. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you can add the Disney dining plan to your stay if you're arriving January 9th or after, as we said. This is the first time since like pre-pandemic that they're doing a Disney dining plan and that it's available. So we're excited about that. Um, if you need a refresher here, um, I know it's been a while. So they are coming back with just two levels. There's two levels of the dining plan. One is the Disney quick service dining plan which includes two quick service meal credits per night of your stay. Then there's the Disney, um, then there's just the Disney dining plan. This is why I think it's so confusing. I wish they would just name it something completely different. <laughs> Cause it's like, wait, what? It's the Disney quick service dining plan. And then the Disney dining plan, the Disney dining plan um, includes one table service meal credit and then one quick service meal credit per night. So that's the difference between the two. Uh, both plans include one snack or non-alcoholic drink and one resort refillable drink mug. Some of the other important pieces of information here to remember, a quick service meal is defined as like an entree, one beverage, no appetizer or dessert. A table service meal is defined as one entree, one beverage, one dessert, or like one buffet slash family style meal. That's what the two different ways that those credits can be used. And then for both of the quick service and table service meals, you can get alcohol as part of your meal. The drink that's included with the meal credit can be upgraded at no additional cost to a non-specialty adult beverage. I feel like that's a big deal because I don't think I knew that. I don't drink, but for people who do. Well, and they've come a long way, I think, with alcohol in general. Because, I mean, if you remember, it was like you couldn't get alcohol hardly anywhere. Now you can get it in, like, every park. Um, So, I mean, I think they've just realized, like, you know, as much as we abuse alcohol in America, uh, most of the world, the rest of the world drinks alcohol, like, all the time. Anyways, um, something to remember about the refillable mugs because most people, I think, miss construe this like or they have a misconception about it those are only um you can only refill them at resorts those are not mugs that you can take into a park and go refill anywhere so um or the water parks for that matter 
I think that that is something people think like, oh, we'll get that and then we'll have drinks our whole trip. No, you can only refill those mugs at the resorts. Um, and then something else to note here is that some signature dining or character dining locations cost two credits. So examples are Cinderella's Royal Table, Be Our Guest, Hoopty Doo Review. I can't remember how you say it, Greg. Akershus? Akershus. Akershus. Yes. I was like, I know we just did this. <laughs> um, those are going to be like two of your... Those are two table service um, things, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have to have the like the Disney dining plan for that. And those are going to be two credits. So just re- like rem- remember that. But are they worth it? Yes, they are. <laughs> well, you know, some people might say some of it, but hope you do review is definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah, I, I so. think it's important to, to take a pause here for a moment and think about that. So if you're on the fence or you're in your researching stage of the Disney dining mm-hmm. plan, for me, I'm always thinking, well, okay, how much money would I spend if I just were to buy these yeah. things on their own? And am I just getting these things to see if I could save money by getting the Disney dining plan or not, whether it's quick yeah. service or table service? If you do like to have an alcoholic beverage with your meals, maybe one of the two options here is is for you. With the table service, it's interesting too because you get the meal plus a dessert as opposed to just a meal and a beverage. So like yeah. that's quite a bit of food, by the way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously, if it's a buffet, you get everything you want to eat. But a table service meal with a credit, one credit equals an entree, a beverage, whether it's alcoholic or coffee or just, you know, whatever, yeah. a soda, a fountain drink, and uh, a dessert. But for the signature dining or character dining locations, and it's not all character dining, by the way, like like a Chef Mickey as an example, that's just one credit. But some of them, maybe the more popular princess dining, like Cinderella mm-hmm. Rail Table or Akershus, um, R2, Be Our Guest is an interesting one. They're like, yeah. they're really pushing it with that. Now, uh, dinner shows like Hoopty is totally a different story because you do also get alcohol with that. It's not unlimited, but you get a whole hour long show. Mm-hmm. So like that is a, that's a commitment of a thing. Yeah. Um, and well, whole... and it's like unlimited food. I mean, it's not, yes. you're not just getting like one entree. It's like you can get as much as you want as much of as whatever they're want. putting on your table. And um, like the cost of a tier one Hoopty show, I think it's like it's I think it's seventy five dollars per adult. Yeah. Um, so like Sounds about you know, right. that that's that's two. So you'd be using two credits for that. So you really got to do the math on that. Right now, something else to note here is that depending on the restaurant, just because you have these dining plans, it doesn't mean that you're open to get everything on the menu. If you really love an appetizer on the menu, you could get it. You just got to pay for it. You got to pay extra for it. Yeah, yeah. It'll, you'll have a, a bill I at think, the end I of I feel that. like some people, like they, they get it and then they get so mad about it, especially at like cast members. And I'm like, li- like, it's all in the fine print. I know it's a lot that you have to do research wise, but like, it's not their fault. Like they're, you know, they're just here to serve you. So don't get mad at a cast member because you didn't read the fine print. That's why we're here telling you, like read the fine print, look at all the, the things there. Um, Again, another great reason to use a travel planner because they're going to know all that stuff. But anyways, all right, moving on, Greg. Let's hop over to Epcot because we've been talking about some of the more recent stuff. Yeah, some of the more recent uh, parts of their construction there. So just recently we mentioned at the, you know, this month in December of 2023, we got our uh, our Dreamer statue. We have World Celebration open, but there's still more coming to Epcot. Um, Do you remember the old character spot where you can meet Mickey and Minnie? that ring a bell yes kind of it was like it was near club cool and yes, the it was like over on the side view. it was off to the right so if you go was on like the, past like, space mountain was that the area that always stunk this was really the bad one that's, this was uh, public bathroom row yeah yes, this was straight up stunk it, gas station diarrhea yes. alley okay. yes yeah. okay it was always so bad. um if that's what it said on the brochure too so i'm allowed to say that <laughs> And <laughs> that's what it um, reminded me of. Yes. Always, I was like, this was the stinky place. <laughs> yes, it was stinky. So, as Ugh. you're passing Spaceship Earth, you would, it would be off to the right. So, yeah. that part um, hopefully will smell better, but will mm-hmm. be Epcot's Communicore Hall and Communicore Plaza or Plaza, if you're the type Plaza. of person that says pecan instead of pecan. Um, you can see more of this area's construction right now, now that the walls have been um, taken down around World Celebration. But because we can see it, we can also see they've got some real progress left to go. Mm-hmm. The hall and the plaza are advertised as being the center of festival programming. So there are already some spots within World Celebration that have um, space for festival booths. Booths. Mm-hmm. So these new two areas will be adding to that. So World Celebration is the area within World Celebration, Communicore Hall, and Communicore Plaza. You'll once again be able to meet Mickey here. 
The location will be called Mickey and Friends, and some of the concept art they released that Mickey and Friends has the same font that's used in Creations and Connections. They haven't mm-hmm. yet released info on who the friends will be in Mickey and Friends, but currently you can meet Mickey and Minnie in the Pixar short film festival building in the Imagination Pavilion. Right now they're wearing their 100 Years of Wonder outfits. We don't know how for much longer, but eventually once Communicore Hall, Communicore Hall opens up, it just doesn't really flow. Communicore Hall uh, opens up. Um, you'll be able to meet them there. And if you're wondering where the name Communicore comes from, here's a little uh, nod to Epcot history because the opening day version of Epcot in 1982 included those two semicircle buildings. You probably have seen the one of the old Epcot logos for this. It reminds me of a Pokeball, you know, from like Pokemon. Yeah. But anyway, it's these two uh, semicircle buildings that aren't quite connected that was meant to be the area behind Spaceship Earth. They called that the community core of the park, kind of mm. the central location for everything. Then um, inside were plenty of exhibits, both then and throughout the years, on communication, technology, energy, robotics. There was that, um, this is more recently, there was like that storm room where you would simulate what it's like when a tornado rolls through. Yeah. There was the other one where you could build your own roller coaster and they put you in like this mm-hmm. kind of cabin on an arm and it would like basically shake you around like you're yeah. in a blender. That kind of thing. So it's seen some things over the years. So that community core became Communicore that it will be in 2024 when it opens up. So now the west side of the community core is the Connections Eatery, Connections Cafe, and Creation Shop, formerly Mouse Gear. And the mm-hmm. east side will be this new one we're talking about, Communicore. Yeah. So if on the left, Creations and Connections, a.k.a. Uh, you know merch and food. And then on the right will be this merch. Communicore Hall and Plaza, where you can meet Mickey and Minnie and do some other things too. We're going to hop over to Magic Kingdom and we're going to talk about some quick updates going on over there. So there's two things. We got Tiana's Bayou Adventure coming and then we also have the Country Bear Jamboree. So I'm going to back up a little bit because I realized that this, these details came out in February. I felt like it was so much later than that. Holy moly. Yeah. I don't remember um, like actually reading these details for Tiana's Bayou Adventure. They actually came out with like, here's what the, like the deep, um, like, um, what's the, the deep storyline behind it. So I'm going to read it to you guys. This is actually from the Disney parks blog. And, um, these are, this is basically the backstory of exactly what you're going to be expecting for this like attraction once it's open. All right. So it says at a young age, Tiana developed a deep passion for cooking and began to dream of one day owning her own business. Um, her father, James taught her that good food brings folks together. One of the most exciting parts of Tiana's Bayou adventure is that we're going to see where Tiana's life has taken her following the success the success of Tiana's uh, Palace, a restaurant she had dreamed of owning and worked so hard to make come true. Walt Disney Imagineering is creating an original next chapter story for Tiana. Within the attraction queue, guests will discover that she continues to grow her business with Tiana's Foods, um, an employee-owned cooperative. Combining her talents with those of the local community, Tiana has transformed... uh, I feel like I just said Tiana. Tiana has transformed an aging salt mine and built a beloved brand. So um, here's more of like the backstory here. It says the endeavor began when Tiana purchased the salt mine in the area surrounding the large salt dome it operated from. With the help of her mother, Eudora, Naveen, Louis, and fellow owners of the cooperative, Tiana revived the old salt mine and surrounding land, growing a wide array of vegetables, herbs, and spices for her recipes. And you can see like a picture kind of of all of these characters that they're referencing here on this um, in this article. This multifaceted enterprise has turned the aging salt mine into a space that has come alive, complete with a boutique farm um, and both a working and teaching kitchen. The Tiana's Foods is where Tiana and her uh, colleagues create all sorts of new products that they are bringing to the world, including a line of original hot sauces. Mm. Then they actually have a picture of like the label of the hot sauce. Uh, Tiana wants to give big thanks to her family and friends and the entire community for all the support they've given her by throwing an amazing party during Mardi Gras season. When it turns out there's been a bit of a mix-up with the party preparations, Tiana invites us to meet her at Tiana's Foods to help with the missing ingredient for the party. When we arrive, we may see that Tiana spruced up the company's facilities with vibrant art from local artists, food for the party is being prepared, and beignets are being loaded into crates for the celebration. All kinds of preparations are underway for the journey into the bayou with Tiana, along with new and familiar friends from the animated film. Picking up where that story left off, Tiana continues bringing people together with Tiana's Foods another treasured meeting place to spend time together and celebrate a diverse community. Tiana is also working with cooperative members to teach gardening and cooking to children of all ages and inspiring other women to run successful businesses as the brand grows nationwide. 
So I feel like that's a lot more detail than um, like I remember from before. And that's kind of the backstory as to what we're going to get with the when the new attraction opens. Yeah. So I'm excited to go along on the journey. I want to hear more about uh, the new spinoff character, Tiano Reeves, where they're, <laughs> they're just yeah. kicking butt and taking names on the bayou. That's right. Um, I was like, what was her like little sidekick? Did she have a sidekick in the movie? I guess she didn't really have a sidekick. Well, I mean, there was Ray was float, floating around. And whatnot, oh, quite a yeah, I forgot about Ray. Somebody killed Ray. I mean, Ray did die in the film. So yeah. sorry. Oh, spoiler. spoiler. Um, <laughs> so they're just really trying to kill everybody that, you know. Um, anyways, so, you know, we don't really have like an actual date for this yet. Um, but, you know, coming in 2024 and that's Disney World and Disneyland. And then the Country Bear Jamboree is getting some updates. So they're working on a new show with new songs. They include... Um, they basically partnered with Nashville artists, so we know that it's going to be kind of more like country, um, country style versions of. It seemed like other Disney songs from what we had like yes. seen in the the video that they shared. That's kind of about all we know. Um, they've done some new artwork that they've released, but basically that just says 2024 on it. We don't really have a time frame for that. So, but that is coming 2024. It is coming, and I for one am excited. I like clapping my hands and stopping my feet to that That's good old right. country rhythm. Over there in Grizzly Hall. I hope it's really good for their sake because I really don't want people to shat on it. Um, and then it turned into like this whole thing. Like, I just really hope it's good. I'm like, I hope it's good too. I And a part of me is like, some people are going to be mad about old songs. They'd be smart to just update some old songs. Like, I feel like Blood on the Saddle is. Like, we did a little deep be, dive on that semi recently, right? Yeah. However, I just, I don't need the whole song, but just one line of it, right? Just, I know. I need a nod Even to it. Even just like a nod to it. I think yes. people would be happy about it. I'll, I'll clap. Yeah. All right. And then to round this out, let's talk about Hollywood Studios. There's some updates that are coming there in 2024. Um, number one is Star Tours. They're going to feature new adventures during your flight. So they are going to be updating some of that stuff. Um, and then there's new adventures, like possibly including, I can never say this. And this is within the attraction, by the way. Yeah. In, okay. in this attraction. Uh Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka Tano. As in, I'm yeah. going to Ahsoka you with this I'm going to Ahsoka you a, a Tana. I'm going to Ahsoka you a Tana. Uh, Ahsoka Tano. And, um, you know, obviously she's got her show on Disney Plus, so that became popular. And so they're going to be, like, incorporating a lot of that stuff. Currently, that update is just coming in spring of 2024. So we could see that by April. It sounds like April they like to do a lot of stuff. So, Who knows? Um, yeah, we'll right after spring is, break. Yeah, we'll see if it's the same for 2024, but that's what's coming in Hollywood Studios. And now we're going to kick off some resort stuff. Who's excited? Pull Spoiler, over, it's me. <laughs> it's um, I've got I've got two things I want to talk about. And of course, these are things I'm going to want to talk about because I am a Disney Vacation Club member. Mm-hmm. So um, these are exciting to me, but they hopefully are exciting to you because you don't have to be a Disney Vacation Club member to stay at any of the accommodations, including the two we're about to talk about, opening in summer of 2024, as recently announced by Disney Vacation Club, are the new cabins at Disney's Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. That Thank you. Very excited about it. Yeah. The old cabins have been around for a while, and I don't want anything I'm about to say to make you think that I think that they're bad because they are not. No. I'm literally checking into one later today. That's how much we mm-hmm. like them, okay? I'm a huge fan. We did the math. Um, I think this is Reba, who, by the way, is our dog. This is Reba's uh, f- 13th or 14th stay at Fort Wilderness. Okay. That's that's only since we've moved here, which was about five and a half years ago. Okay. So we, we are big fans is what I'm getting at here. Um, I really think they need an update. Um, we yeah. really find them to be cozy. We love the, the woodsy feeling of it, but it's also 2023 and... It, it doesn't look 2023, and it doesn't feel that way. It feels yeah. old. So I, for one, am super excited about this refresh. Here's what's being improved this time around. You may remember they've gotten a little bit of a refurb over the years, but still, I, I just, I'm really looking forward to the modern version of it. The kitchen, and this is a big deal because Nicole and I like to cook when we're out and staying at resorts. The kitchen will now include an actual oven. So right now, it's just a stovetop where they have the burners um, underneath the, the microwave. Um, and speaking of the microwave, that's the oven as well. So it has settings where you can either microwave or bake Weird. and it does the job like kind of, but it's not, it's just not the same. And maybe yeah. it is and I don't know how to use it, but I don't like it. And I'm looking forward to there being an actual range in the, the new cabin. The layout is a little better. 
The bed in the living room will be the Innova brand pull-down bed, a.k.a. a real mattress. So it's the couch where it's got the thing that comes down from the wall, which mm-hmm. is typical of Disney Vacation Club villas. And if if not at one you've stayed at, they're getting there, right? They are in the in the refurbishment uh, timeline. They will be eventually changed. Um, also, behind the sink, and I'm assuming this is like the situation at your house. It is at mine and just about everywhere I've lived where, you know, you're washing the dishes and you can look outside at nature. Mm-hmm. Now in the cabin, you're staring at a wall and mm-hmm. a cabinet. But in the new version, there actually is a window behind the sink, just like it is at home. For most of us. And uh, speaking of windows, there's a lot more windows in general. Disney Vacation Club released on their Instagram and probably other places a couple of um, artist rendering yeah. photos of the interior of the cabin, which was brand new. Those those uh, pieces of artwork were just released recently. I've been like waiting to see what they would look like on the inside. Yeah. They've got um, some Disney touches throughout the re- throughout the cabin, which is great too. Because right now there there's some not to Fort Wilderness history. You can see the old railroad that exists there, and some kind of like old, kind of old artwork that's kind of lame. Now the Disney touches, according to the, the artist rendering, which they always say is subject to change, but what yeah. they've announced will be some Chippendale artwork within the bedroom, so like over the primary bed's uh, headboard. There is also some artwork on the pull-down bed. There's a uh, like a drawing of Mickey and Pluto towing a trailer. The pillows on the couch are acorns for more Chippendale stuff. So it just looks yeah. brighter with all the natural light. We've got some Disney characters throughout. It looks better. The well, the kitchen table like, is nicer like too. Yeah. I was going to say, it definitely went from like dark to light because these artist renderings, they kind of make you go, woo, yes. because it's like they basically are going from that like old log cabin to the like more modern. Mm. Um, it's like very light wood and the the artwork in there, like the paintings behind that like loft bed and stuff where it's like a tree, like you're in the tree and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I'm kind of excited yeah, the bunk, about the bunk bed. So, you know, by the way, yeah. I'm always the fool of this trip, of these trips sleeping in the bunk bed. Okay. So yeah. Nicole and Reba take the big bed and I always take the bunk bed. And now this time they have an actual ladder, which is nice because otherwise yeah. you're climbing up like, you know, uh, like the wood pegs, right? Like it's not great yeah. and the whole thing shakes. And uh, the beds were not built for adults. Maybe these ones will be probably not because they're probably supposed to be for kids. But um, I might actually sleep in the on the, the pull down bed because oh, yeah. um, I haven't been doing the sofa bed because it's just so uncomfortable. It's like yeah. not enjoyable. Um, so who knows what the future will bring, but I'm excited. So I uh, just, we got the timeline of summer of 2024 and I, I hope to be in one of those cabins on opening day. I'm putting it out in the universe for 2024 that I really love to stay there before it opens. If Lucky we can make that Greg. happen universe. Yeah. Um, I would really, I would really enjoy that. Go check um, out those artist renderings though. Cause it kind of does get you a little jazzed up about it. Yeah, and if you missed it, I'll put it to our story too when this episode yeah. releases so you can see what I'm yapping on about and I'm getting really excited. I know that my opinion is not the opinion of everyone and that's okay. I think we're all entitled. If you don't like it, you know, you don't have to stay there. It's not a, no one's forcing you to. Um, and I appreciate your opinion, but Greg's very excited about it and I cannot wait to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of things that sometimes people aren't excited about, we also have the Polynesian Disney Vacation Club yeah. Tower that is well under construction. It's moving. It's moving along. I would love to be able to go take a look at what's currently built. I, I'm not allowed. It's hard hat only. Um, it's currently slated for late 2024. So summer 24, the cabins, late 2024 is the new Polynesian Village Resort expansion. So I here's the thing, everyone, okay? I know some things about this resort, but I'm not at liberty to discuss. And it's killing me because I'm very excited about these things. So just trust that your boy... Um, knows a couple things and as soon as we're allowed to talk about it i'll tell you all about it and i'm excited for those things but what i can say is that this is the second expansion at the polynesian the original resort opened up opening day at disney world there was a disney vacation club expansion that happened there where they just converted some of the longhouse rooms to Mm -hmm. studio villas and then we also built we i had nothing to do with it they built the bungalows over the water there so those are the uh, that was all part Mm -hmm. of the of the first expansion and here's a, just a quick soapbox moment if i can everybody okay. if you're going to complain about how this new tower doesn't fit into the current vibe of the polynesian at least wait until it's more than just a concrete structure yeah. you know a lot of things about it and it's like guys it's under construction 
Like maybe, like maybe let it be done. Beams, these metal beams do not fit the uh, overall theme of the Polynesian Resort. I, and I think everyone agrees with you. Give it a minute. Uh, like, listen, thank you for coming to my Greg talk. If you've ever been to Disney, then you know um, that they are well aware and well uh, tuned into details of things. So yes. Even if the inside might not be what you want, the outside's definitely going to look. It's, it's um, going to be what I just yeah. I can't wait. I have to wait to talk about it, but I can't wait to talk about it. But um, yeah. we did see some permits that were filed this okay. year that make it seem like we're getting that duo studio villa that was really deep de- that debuted at Riviera, which, by the way, mm-hmm. Disney's Riviera Resort will be our next resort rundown episode that we'll be doing our first episode back in 2024. And it's our last one for a while until new resorts open up. So um, I'm very excited about that. But anyway, that that idea of a studio villa that only sleeps two adults and an infant started there. That also exists over at the villas at the Disneyland Hotel, which I'm super excited to stay at in like mm-hmm. a little, about a month now. And then um, so according to permits is what it looks like we're getting that small-ish room as one option. And then also the normal deluxe uh, studio villas we're used to all the way up to a two-bedroom. The permits didn't say anything about a potential for a grand villa. I know some people are very excited about the idea. Mm-hmm. I truly do not know. Um, but the permits made it just the ones the ones that were filed were just the two person studio all the way up to a two bedroom villa. So lots of fun stuff um, coming yeah. our way in terms of new resorts for 2024. Yeah, and um, just something for one an, an old resort, I guess you could say, is um, at the Boardwalk Inn. So they have a new bakery coming, and this is called the Cake Bake Shop. Uh, it's a bakery by Gwendolyn Rogers. So if you follow bakers and you know who she is, then you know how exciting this is for them. Um, and Disney actually says, stop by this enchanting bakery offering delicious cakes, cookies, pies, macaroons, coffee, croissants, and more. So this is going to be opening up. It says early 2024. Um, and basically, they're going to have cookies, French macaroons, brownies, dessert bars, pies, and cheesecakes. It says, and more. If you've looked at some of the pictures of it, it does look like quite enticing. It's like mm. big, white opening, like lots of um, light in there, and everything looks incredible. So um, super excited for for that. Um, the other part here that I'm going to read, Disney says, this is delight in the ultimate indulgence. Discover this new bakery with a whimsical atmosphere that complements the idyllic charm of Disney's boardwalk. Upon entering, you'll find counters lined with handmade cakes that are one of a kind in beauty and taste, attractively displayed on French porcelain platters topped with glass domes. Indulge in these and other blissful bites. So um, I think that'll be another new fun thing going on over there at the boardwalk yeah. in that area in 2024 it just says early so we all know how that is we don't really know what that means really maybe in the, maybe in the next few months all right so the next thing we're i'm gonna cover here is like these are new things that are coming in 2024 but like no dates have been announced yet so they didn't actually saying, say 2024 it could right. be 2024 well it could be 2024 okay yeah you're right could be 2024 but we don't know um just things that they have come out and said so we're like oh we were gonna hope but um no dates no time frames but we know that there are changes coming so the first one is tough to be a bug in animal kingdom i remember when they first announced this we talked about that it's set to transform into a zootopia themed show i think that was a d23 thing wasn't it yeah so they just announced that like that's something that they're um they're looking at it. i, I want to say they like did technically announce like hey this is happening but they just don't really have a time frame for it it wasn't one of those like, hey, what it, what is it called when they're like just a talking thought about starter? It? A thought starter. No, it wasn't a thought starter. It was like this is happening, but we don't really have like a lot of details yet. Um, the next one is Test Track and in Epcot. Um, that attraction is set to receive a makeover. That's also going to include nods to its original attraction, which was World of Motion. We did cover that. I think that was another D twenty three thing that they yep. had mentioned there. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean t- uh, themed tavern and Adventureland's area of like Magic Kingdom. That is also coming. That's something they're going to be retheming over there. Um, and then this is something that I added here because I saw that um, someone had posted a picture that they're like testing out a single rider line at Soren and Epcot. Um, the picture was of a cast member holding a sign that said single rider line. It was like, you know, one of the like end of line signs. Um, and the person did like report saying that they talked to the cast member. They said it was something they're testing out. So that could be something that we're going to see coming as a permanent thing. Um, in 2024, it seems like Disney's just kind of throwing in things. They're not really doing big announcements anymore. Um, they're kind of just letting the internet do it for them. Mm-hmm. So as we've seen with like, um, the Hatbox ghost and there was something else, what else was it that I was like, they're just like really just uh, throwing in stuff. Oh, it was the, um, the start date, I think for the new Epcot show, right? Like we didn't really know 
We knew it was December 5th, but they didn't, there was no Disney created fanfare for it. There was no live stream. There were no big announcements. It just just came and went. Yeah, this is happening too. So anyway, um, so those are the no dates announced yet. We might see that in 2024. We might not. We might still be talking about it December of next year. Who knows? So those were some Disney things that are uh, upcoming in 2024, but let's talk more about us. Um, Of course, my things all include Disney stuff. So um, I've got a lot of things on the calendar for 2024. Some of the things I'm most excited about are coming up pretty quick. I mean, we have the Run Disney Weekend coming up in Disneyland. I know there's the Walt Disney World Marathon Weekend, which I'm also participating in, not the full marathon. But Mm -hmm. for me, the coolest thing that I think I'm going to be able to do next year in terms of running is run through Disneyland Park. So um, we're doing, or at least I'm doing the half at Disney World and then flying to Disneyland to do the half there. And then I have an actual real Disneyland trip in February. The reason why I'm calling that one real and this one maybe not real is because I'm I'm really just there to do the running. Don't get me wrong. If I'm, as I as I said to someone else uh, earlier in the week, if I'm hauling my butt all the way to Disneyland, you better believe I'm going to be in the parks yeah. while I'm there. But I will be alone. Um, I'm not going to be traveling with Nicole until February when we're here or back, I should say, at Disneyland. We're getting a lot a, of friends it, and family probably um, stuff on the the Instagram, so follow yes. along for that trip for sure. Yes. Greg will be talking to all of us, even though he won't, he'll be alone. So he'll be talking to all of us. Yes, there you go. I'll be uh, just talking to no one, hoping that someone can hear me. Mm-hmm. Um, in uh, March, we have our now annual Bay Lake Tower anniversary staycation come in. I also have a cruise book. I'm not sure if I talked about this yet. You have But I did, I did book a cruise, so we'll be doing, it's yeah. a it's a very long sailing. It's a, it's a three-night um on the wish happening after thanksgiving it'll be my first time on that ship it'll be my first time on a maritime cruise that's when they have just like a christmas overlay if you will three nights is such a tease like i don't know it is but my whole family's doing it 60 minute massage versus a 90 it's like no dude you gotta go for the 90 (laughs) i would prefer longer but it's a whole it's my whole family's going so that's the one they chose and that's the one i'm hopping on sweet um all right so for mine i do have a couple of things like um we are planning to redo our Thanksgiving at Universal since we had to cancel it this year. We just basically said we're going to do it next year. So um, that is going to be the week of Thanksgiving next year. So I'm looking forward to that trip. Um, and kind of along with that non-Disney thing, I'm ready to get all this back stuff behind me, um, get back into some full-time work, if not at least full-time income. Okay. Um, so those are kind of the things that are hand in hand. And then I'm hopefully, um, you know, because we didn't end up doing – our annual pass this year, like we're going to be starting at the end of next year now, um, hoping we can maybe squeeze in a couple of Disney trips, maybe one, maybe a Disney cruise. I don't know. Maybe we'll do a last minute cruise together, Greg. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe we can do that once I have all this stuff behind me as well. Here we go with some Disney history. As always, brought to you in partnership with the Mouse Slits, who are well underway with their wedding planning. Hopefully, you're, you're keeping along, in addition to all the Disney stuff that they're always posting. I'll take us back to 1995, so 28, 28 years ago, this week. That was only like 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah, right? Toy Story came out that year, too, right? Uh, so this week in 1995, Chef Mickey's opened at Disney's Contemporary Resort. It replaced the then Contemporary Cafe. Of course, as we all now know, it is a character dining buffet, both for breakfast and then kind of like it spills into lunch. It's like a brunch and then dinner. So that that old thing is 28 years Man. old. All right, I'm taking us all the way back to 1971. This week in 1971 was Walt Disney World's very first candlelight processional. Uh, The processional traveled down Main Street to the Cinderella Castle forecourt, where a performance featured 1,200 carolers from across Florida. Um, The film star Rock Hudson narrated the first, uh, the Christmas story, while Frederick Fennell, often referred to as the most famous band conductor since John Philip Sousa, conducted the orchestra. So I thought that was interesting that that was like how they used to do the candlelight processionals. As we know, that's wow. very different now. Yeah. Um, I heard really good things about Brendan Fraser. So um, Fraser, Fraser, however <laughs> he likes to say it. I feel like he said it many times in things now. We've all been saying it wrong. But um, yeah, just was like, oh, that's crazy to think that that's how they like did the processionals back then. Uh, they did a second performance that following the following evening after the first one. But yeah, it sounded like it was only like a couple night thing that they did. 
And so now we've seen the evolution of it to what we have wow. today in Epcot. Hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. All right. Before Greg wraps up this episode and this year, mind you, um, with a quote, if you like what you heard today, feel free to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. You can leave us a review on iTunes. That way others can find us find us easier on their platform of choice. Um, you can follow along on our Instagram. We are at That Park Life Podcast. You can leave us a question too there. Uh, we have an Instagram highlights called Ask Beth and Greg. So we love for people to give us some things there. You can follow our personal Instagram accounts. I'm at the real Beth McDonald. And I am at the Disney Greg. Yes. And we also have other projects going along. If you want to follow us there, Greg has the Quick Escape Pod. So you can follow him on Instagram over there at the Quick Escape Pod. And I'm at Simplistic Thrills, which you can follow along on Instagram there as well. If you want to submit a request for an episode, share a magical cast member moment you've had, or simply just share some Disney magic with loved ones, um, you can go to our website. It's thatparklifepodcast.com. You can submit a magic gram there. You can look for previous episodes. Just type in a search word there and you can find other episodes where we've um, covered that topic. Um, Yeah. And if you want to also join our lovely gang of Disnerbs, Diz nerds, not nerbs, Diz nerds. <laughs> you can head over to patreon.com slash that park life podcast and get our bonus episodes. Um, and you can join our Patreon there where we have, uh, we've got some different things going on with our different levels, if you will. Um, so check us out over there. And um, yeah, I'm like, I feel like I could go through the list, but there's just a lot of stuff on there. So check out our Patreon over there, patreon.com slash that park life podcast. And then don't forget uh, our Amazon shopping list as well. We have those just things that we think are important for you to think about to bring to the parks. We put them together in some shopping list. Um, we do get a little kickback from that, but it is of no addition, uh, additional cost to you. So check that out in the show notes. All right, Greg, are you ready? I am. I've got a quote to end this episode and to end our year together. By the way, yeah. thanks everyone for following along for yet another yeah. year of our existence. Believe it or not, we are um, fastly approaching our fifth it's five our five-year anniversary coming up in uh under two months now cray cray it is wild um but i've got a quote from mr walter elias disney who once said quote everyone falls down getting back up is how you learn to walk so i hope that you're learning to walk now so that you're ready to run in the year 2024 all right everyone all right, everyone. I promise, to, I promise to sing more next year, okay? Okay. Happy New Year, everybody. Have a wonderful Christmas. Happy holidays. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all the things. <laughs> and we'll see you next year. Bye, everybody. <laughs>